0: a Pulp MX Network production.
1: Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on racerxonline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Original Moto Podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is another sound check addition people are really liking these and uh we're enjoying doing them so another sound check uh industry person that uh wanted to do it and talk about it and uh yeah i think it'll be a lot of fun hey don't forget the f2 carbon forge helmet from fly racing it's crafted to it here to strict safety standards utilizing the mips technology while incorporating a kevlar shell construction yeah kevlar same stuff used in bulletproof vests. Five colorways plus the Western Pike signature. Ride safe, ride smart with Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, and also Alpine Star protects. You know their name for their boots. I love my Tech Sevens that I have, but they've got a whole line of protection products to go underneath. Your equipment, whether it's the A1 Roost Guard, the Fluitech Carbon Knee Brace, or the BNS Tech Carbon Neck Support, uh, Alpine Star is a protection name that you can trust and you know it's the same quality and the same fitment as they've always had for years and years and years. And a lot of pro riders wear some of the stuff underneath their uh, jerseys and pants that, that aren't even sponsored by Alpine Stars, but they run it anyway. So that's how good. It is. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing, and thank you Alpine Star Protects. Please check them out on the web. We appreciate it. So as I said, I'm Steve Mathis. This is another edition of Soundcheck, and this one with former professional racer, turned trainer to the stars, Seth Rarick. What's up, Rarick? How are you, man?
0: I'm doing good, Steve. I'm pretty excited to, to do this. Ever since you came out with this concept, I listened to the first one and I was hooked. I knew this was something I wanted to do immediately. But uh the problem for me was narrowing down yeah. ten and then only one one per band was uh yeah. that was near impossible. So it's taken me a while, so I'm pretty <laughs>
2: proud of this one. I love it though, that guys that are so passionate about it. Like I think that's awesome. Yeah, you're passionate, you love it, and you started thinking about it. I mean Kiefer took dude, Kiefer took a month to get me his list. Like he, he struggled. Yeah, that's that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying, but Uh, I
0: know I I told you, I I only told you a couple weeks ago that I wanted to do one, but I'm telling you, since you came out with this, I listened to the first one, since that point, I've been thinking of like, okay, how can I narrow it down to 10? And uh, so it's actually taken me arguably longer than Kiefer.
2: (laughs) Um, So Osborne, Seeley, A.C., Wharton, Kiefer. uh, Is there one that you like the best out of all of them or the one you can relate to? Um. In a sense I can relate relate to
0: I could pick a few songs out of all those guys that I could relate to, but the one I was actually the biggest fan of was the last one you did with Wharton. Yeah. Um he I know he kinda of bent the rules a little bit because he picked <laughs> was it four versions of Cornell. I don't know, bro. Versions, I don't know.
2: I let it go. But yeah.
0: yeah, it was like every every band Chris Cornell's been in, but uh I can really relate to that one uh, the most, I think. I'm a huge Cornell fan. That's my Favorite singer of all time. So oh, is it really? I uh, could have went yeah. the same Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was uh he was amazing, a true talent. So I, I could have went the Wharton route and kinda just, you know, picked all all the bands he was in, but I yep. decided not to do that. But yeah, I really enjoyed Wharton's uh sound check. That was cool.
2: As I told uh Wharton, uh, I saw him my, my chick is the bigger fan of, of Chris Cornell and she loved uh she did Soundgarden so much, but she loved Audioslave and liked his solo stuff. And we went to see him at the House of Blues here, and I was blown away by how talented he was, man. I, I I had a new appreciation for him. Obviously, I know he's awesome and talented and everything else, but after seeing him at the House of Blues, I was blown away, man. I'm like, this dude is really, really talented.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's one regret, regret I have is I never did get to see him uh, perform live, and obviously, you know, I don't think anyone expected that you know, he'd be taken from us this soon. You know, that's, he'll be missed for sure. So I'm um, definitely bummed about that. Um, I really, I always want to get out to a show, whether it was, you know, whatever band he's in, if it was him yeah. solo or if it was Soundgarden or anything. So I do regret that. But, um, yeah, that guy's amazing. So someone yeah. I really looked up to.
2: I, I, I let it slide uh, with all those different Cornells. But that's, you know, Wharton went with a strategy of his. And as I was telling you before we hit record, like, don't and Lars, Lars, who who you have not heard by the time it, it, it'll be out by the time people hear this, but people haven't heard you haven't heard it yet. Lars went with a bit of a strategy too, and I'm always like, "There's no strategy. You just pick your ten favorite. That's it. Like don't don't think about it." But but I mean, you know, Wharton went a little strategy. Lars went with a little strategy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was saying earlier here before we started recording, like it was just. I I guess I have a little strategy, too. I mean, as you'll hear all my songs, it does come down to one common theme, but I I listen to so many different types of music and so many different eras. You know what I mean? Like, I could have given you, you know, 10 songs. It would have been easy if you said, hey, make a top 50 playlist. I could have had that made in five minutes. But instead, the top 10 took me forever, you know? like I. I do listen to a lot of different types of music, but uh, yeah, it was it was hard well, to narrow it down, man. It really was. You,
2: you were a privateer who grinded out the hours driving, so music is is it, you know? Especially before podcasts. oh yeah. You know? I mean, you need music, and, and I'm, I've I did the same thing. I drove drove the whole circuit for like four years, man, and you you did a lot of it too, and and you need music; it helps you so much.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I've spent hours and hours and hours behind the wheel, no one to talk to, nothing to do and just listen to music. So yeah, uh yeah, spent a good good part of my life and I wish I was musically talented in, in some facet because I, I yeah. think I'd be out of moto. I'd be I'd be fully pursuing music but um yeah, I never uh never really got into that side of it and yeah. I guess it's not too late, but, uh. but uh, I enjoy it. it.
2: Uh, you are also a fan of the podcast, which is cool. You listen to all the old school podcasts, like a lot of racers now. And you are not that far removed from you know giving up the dream. I mean, you raced Loretta's last year, but you are not that far removed from you know really trying to be one of the one of the better riders in the sport and grinding away for main events and, and for national points and everything. But man, you 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 love the podcast. You've really gotten into them. I am surprised. That's awesome, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm a little bit different than most people in that, uh, yeah. that aspect. But yeah, yeah like, I like, I don't know, a lot of the old stuff, like, you know, your one on ones with the older riders and yeah. stuff like that. And I think that even shows in my music. I just like
2: going back to stuff I listened to or watched when I was a kid,
0: you know, it just brings uh-huh. back a lot of good memories.
2: Um. So what was song 11, 12, 13? What were some that really hurt you to leave off your list? Um. It's hard
0: to say. Uh, Eleven probably would have been a Rage Against the Machine song. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was a huge Rage fan. Uh, also, a tough song to leave out was
2: Fortunate Son by oh, Creedence. okay, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah so... Um, I like Fortunate I don't Son. It's really hard. I do know, it's pretty hard. That's probably my favorite Yeah. yeah I, it's good.
0: I, I don't... I don't think Credence ever made a bad song, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, them, uh, Rage, uh, Seether, I'm a big Seether fan. Uh, Yeah, it was, I could, honestly, like I said, I could make a top 50 here. I could spit it off right now, but to to narrow it down to 10 was hard. It it was a tough decision to to leave a few off. And then also, too, like, some bands I have on here, it's like, Well, what song do I choose? You know, like yeah. they don't make a bad song, so how do you yeah. narrow it down from there? So yeah. that was that was even harder.
2: Yeah, oh absolutely. No, I agree. I think uh uh Pearl Jam does Fortunate Sung on, on a few uh live uh CDs that I have or, or, or downloads I have and uh they do a really good version of it. Eddie Vedder's really good. I, I like it. Fortunate Song. Good good. Really? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to it. check that out um as as always on this uh, fly racing racer x podcast, I like to ask the people that do the sound check pods what are some of your favorite concerts you've ever been to what's what are the ones that's made a mark with you um you know in your life
0: um you know uh a lot of the bands that I would like to see play um it's unfortunate, but a lot of those guys are are gone now. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's yeah. that's one that's one thing that's a shame. Like I always wanted to see, like I just said, Cornell, um was a big Allison or I am a big Allison Chains fan, you know, obviously, right. you know, yeah. I know they're still I know they're still playing, but yeah, you know not Rain with Lane, Staley, not yeah. With this, So yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's so it's not the same. Um I haven't actually been to as many concerts as I'd like to get to. That's kind of a goal of mine is to get out and see more live live yep. stuff. Yep. But one that definitely stands out um it's actually the best concert i've been to so far um it is last summer right before unadilla Mm -hmm. i went home i went back to back to new york for a couple days and there's this band called whiskey myers they're from texas it's kind of kind of like an underground band not many people know about them yeah but my buddy from texas he got me into them about a year year and a half ago and all of a sudden, I was hooked on this band Whiskey Myers. I was listening to all their music. Oh, okay. I actually, ended up I ended up following the band on Instagram. And like I said, I went home before Unadilla, and I went up to press day with Coop. And I'm on Instagram. And Whiskey Myers posted like Albany, New York. We'll see you tonight. And I was like, dude, no way. <laughs> so wow. I'm yeah. like, I have. To. Yeah, I'm like, I have to go. And they played at this, I don't want to say it was a hole in the wall, but it was not a big <laughs> venue at all. It, it was this very, very tiny venue in Albany. And uh, anyway, I went there, and, dude, I walked in. You, you could not even, like, there was barely room to stand. It, this place was packed wall to wall. Oh, wow. And uh, this, the band that opened up for them was called The Steel Woods, which I had never heard of them before. Uh-huh. Um, so I got there when during when, when they were playing and all of a sudden i started listening and i you couldn't even see the stage because it was so packed oh, so being a buddy of mine we kind of started we kind of like elbowing people and trying to get get up to the front so we could see them. and this band the steel woods like they blew me away man like ah. they were unbelievable and by the time they got off stage i'm thinking like dude i i, I don't know if whiskey can top them yeah, like yeah. they were they were that good <laughs> and i don't know if it was because it was such a small venue or what but Whiskey Myers got up there, and the, you know, place went ape shit. Yep. and they immediately just they just immediately took over, and huh. it was a vibe like I've never I've never felt before. And uh, yeah, that when I left there that night, that really resonated with me. Like that was yeah. so far, that's the best concert I've been to. Oh, and wow, for okay. For anyone listening, I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of that man.
2: Yeah. But for anyone listening, if they get the chance to see Whiskey Myers, wow.
0: I highly recommend you do it. They will not let you down.
2: You may or may not have Whiskey Myers on this list, so. Uh dude, they're they're unbelievable. They really um, blew me away. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That, that's cool. Um, people are, are again. Let's let's you and I talk a little bit about how I can't really get any riders on this ever again, outside of the guys I've had on because everyone loves rap. They love auto tune rap. That's it. What, yeah. What yeah. am I gonna do? Is Jimmy D? What's Jimmy D like? What is he like? Um. Jimmy likes a lot of different
0: kinds of music, but he's not so much like passionate about. It. Like he'll right. kind of just okay he'll jam to like whatever's on the, whatever's on the radio. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he'll get into whatever's on the radio. But uh, two guys uh, you need to in with is Aaron Plessinger okay, and then Justin Hill too. Yeah, They're, Hill um, Hill
2: definitely is on the list. Uh, I didn't know Pleasure So, is not just rap guy.
0: No, no, no. He's um he actually is he's he's been playing guitar for a little while but he's getting more and more into it yep and it's been funny lately because i'll we have a very similar taste in music uh-huh. so i'll listen to a song and i'll send it to him be like hey you gotta learn how to play some guitar and then the next day he'll facetime and be like dude watch this and uh-huh. he'll learn a few chords from this it. so wow. it's it's pretty funny but oh, yeah is awesome. getting super into it um and then yeah Hill's been he's been yeah. playing guitar and He's even doing some singing now. He's he's really into it. So yeah, okay. I think you got to get with those two guys.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, I just like I can't call half of these dudes because I just I don't know. No, it's just going to be terrible. No, it's like it's
0: like the same old, same old. Yeah. Oh no. Not, yeah. I I do like I do like rap, but I don't really like the shit that is
2: on the radio. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. kind
0: of like. I don't know. Yeah. It's just the same old stuff. So I'm I
2: hear not really you. Into it too I much. hear you. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get the sound check underway. Seth Rarick's sound checks ten songs. One of them not available on iTunes. So we had to dig it up on uh, on YouTube. But uh, uh, other than that, nine songs from iTunes and, and one other one. And are you ready, man? Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Slave, Coachies, Coachies, Coachies. Their first single of Rage and Cornell when they got together. That was the number one single. And how about that? That first verse by Cornell just coming in hot, Rerrick.
0: Dude, that song is amazing, and that's why I told you that song. I didn't really care about the order of the rest of them, but I told you that song had to be played first. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because when that first verse you're talking about, he comes in. Yeah. That song changed. That song changed my life. Oh wow. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> with, I'm telling you, like, uh, it, that, uh, that was the first time that, like, that, like, um, I actually researched and like looked into music. Because when that song came out, I was only, I was 10 years old. So up until that point, like, yeah, I knew what I liked. I knew what I didn't like, but. I was just you know riding around in the truck with like you know my dad and yeah, like, whatever yeah. he had on the radio you know. Yeah. But when that when the first time I heard that song, I remember like I was only ten years old, but I remember being like, "Wow, like dude, what is that? Like what what is this that I'm hearing?" You know. And that's the first time that I actually you know back then it was you know going you know AOL or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, I just I had to get access to the internet. I had to research that song and find out who it was you know, everything about it and then it made perfect sense because I always liked Rage Against the Machine, I always liked Soundgarden. Uh but I I was so young I didn't know that, you know, this new super group was forming. I had no idea. Yeah. And once I found that out, yeah, I was I was hooked on Audio Slave. I went and bought that first that first album and played it over and over and over. I mean I could still today I could tell you the track listing for yeah. that album. And it was that was to me like i'm telling you it was life changing and it got me hooked into you know from that point on i've been passionate about music
2: that's cool yeah it's uh, so were you a soundgarden guy i mean i know you talked about cornell but were you are you who soundgarden too or was it solo cornell or is it mostly yeah. audio slef
0: no 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 i liked i i i'd like soundgarden like solo cornell you know like i said i liked rage against machine like up until that point i don't want to say i didn't like music i, I loved it but I didn't like actually look into it. I didn't look like you yeah. know the who who was even who these singers even were. You know what I mean? Like, and that was when I heard that song that hit me so hard. I was like, dude, that was the best thing I've ever heard. And uh, from that point on, yeah, and then then I actually kind of went backwards. You know, that was yeah, yeah. that came out in two thousand two. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I've missed out on you know all this stuff. So then I started going backwards and listening to you know all Cornell and Soundgarden and all Rage stuff and then Cornell. Right uh solo and then temple of the dog like yeah, I got into yeah. all that and um yeah that's that song right there was like i'm telling that was such a life-changing moment and like i know like they say music brings you back to you can remember where you were at the time you know yeah. like i can tell you where i was when i heard it uh everything oh. uh, and I, I was only
2: 10 so i feel like that's that's pretty powerful to make that kind of a mark on a 10 year old you know for sure absolutely on the Wharton uh sound check, I was telling him about an audio slave song that was in Collateral, the movie Collateral with Tom Cruise and Jimmy Fox, and how it was just a perfect song set to perfect photography and everything else. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know collateral? Have you seen it? No, no. I haven't. Okay, it's it's this one here. Shadow uh on the sun. Oh, Shadow on the Sun, this song's amazing. Yeah, and and, and this is like just they open up, and they show L.A. in the dark. It's midnight. There's a wolf walking down uh, a street. Yeah, the song is great. This is really good, man. And I remember in the movie, I'm like, this is phenomenal. Like, this is such a great song for the photography and everything. So, um, Yeah, that, I just, that's, what I, that's
0: another thing that's so amazing about Cornell. Like, you just heard in the beginning of... Shadow on the sun, how different his voice is, how much yep. different his voice is, you know? Yeah. And like he can he can sing just so many different ranges, it's insane.
2: Yeah. That was uh, I couldn't think of that one with Wharton, with but that was this. So if you see collateral ever, there's, there's a halfway through, three quarters of the way through, I just it's an awesome spot for that song. Um, all right. Number two, here we go. I, I actually own this one. It was uh I think Ping picked it for his commercial song one time at the Pulp American show, but uh let's uh Get right into number two on Soundcheck with Seth Rarick. In a hole by Allison Chains, oldie but a goodie.
0: Yep, another one gone way too soon, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame, but yeah, um, Allison Chains—that's another band I've, I grew up on. You yeah. know, like that was you know me growing up in the '90s, like they were they were huge. Yeah. And I just remember as a kid, like hearing them over and over and over. You know, they had so many hits. That was another hard one for me, is like I knew I wanted Allison Chains on the top ten, but you know, what song do I choose? And yeah. it actually came down between that one and nutshell. Nutshell is a really, really
2: good song. Um, um but, uh, you know, it's kind of, no, no, go ahead. Oh, I just, I said it. In, I did Wharton pick Allison Chains? I think he did. And, uh, somebody else did too. And I he, just could never get yeah. into him, man. I just could never get into Allison in Chains. Like I like them. I don't hate them. You know, I just could, I just, I love Pearl Jam. I like Nirvana, Temple of Dog, Soundgarden, like, so all the grunge stuff. And for some reason, Allison Change has never done anything for me.
0: Yeah, they're a little bit—I think—out of the grunge bands, they're probably the heaviest, and I would say the darkest too, with with the lyrics. You right, know, right. but you you know, what's a little bit um, a little bit scary to think about. Is a lot of these guys, like you know, Lane Staley, and then uh, you know, Kurt Cobain, and you know, Cornell. Like a lot of them, in a way, they almost forecast their own death yeah. in their lyrics. Yeah. It, it's 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 very, uh, it's actually chilling to think about, you know, like yeah. that song and that nutshell and a lot of Alice in Chains songs are, you know, about depression and drug abuse and yeah. so on and so forth. And even though Jerry wrote a lot of those lyrics, like, it's just, it's kind of funny how that, yeah. how Lane's life played out, you know, and it's, yeah. it's a shame because, um, yeah, it's just, they were, well, they were uh, I, think earned, about, I know I still play, but, but,
2: yeah, Lane is very good. Think about Scott Weiland, too. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, same thing. The original singer for Mother Lovebone, uh, what's his name? Andrew something. Oh, Andrew Wood. Andrew, yep, Wood. Andrew, Andrew Wood, yeah. You know, these guys. Yeah. Funny how Yeah, it works.
0: yeah. And and it's, uh, I guess I can, will kind of agree with you on when you said about the Allison Chains thing. Like, you know, I was really young. I, like I said, I heard him on the radio, but, I kind of always overlooked him, I guess, so to speak, until, um, you know, obviously Lane passed, and then I got older, and like I said, as I got older, I kind of started going backwards in my music and kind of looking at, you know, listening to older stuff, and I didn't actually realize, you know, how, well, at least in my opinion, how good that man was and how talented Lane was. Yeah. Um, in, until you know, long after he was gone. Right, and, right. Uh, yeah,
2: that that that's a shame, man. I wish wish he was still around, but
0: uh, you know, music will live on.
2: Absolutely, that's one good thing. Are you like me too? Like whenever you got, so when I, I mean, I'd never made a, a, you know any any level of pro outside of Canadian pro, but every single van, and I always own vans. I never owned a truck because I raced all the time. Every single van, I just threw in a stereo and six by nines and an amp and everything else. Were you one of those guys too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I had the moto van with the the sound
0: system for years. I yeah. ran I ran the same van though. Like yeah. I ran the same van forever, dude. I, <laughs> I drove the wheels off that thing. <laughs> but yeah. needless to say, she's finally retired now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just uh, immediately like I'm like I don't care about the tires. We got to put a stereo in here. We got to put a stereo in this in this van. So
0: yeah, yeah. We, well, that's the most important thing. I mean, long oh, drives. You for know? sure. Driving from Washoeville back to New York, I, I oh,
2: need music, dude. Well, privateer. I work for Birdwell. He had about ten grand in his stereos in the box fan. It was phenomenal. He loved it, and he had a hookup. And I would drive and get out, and my ears would just be ringing, just ringing from from <laughs> listening to music so it felt loud. Like he just walked outside of a concert, dude. We had our one box fan. I went through two of them when I worked for him in two years, and the one had ten speakers in it, three, three amps, two subs, and everything. So it was, it was. Oh ridiculous. my god! Yeah, yeah he did was, go big. Oh, you went ridiculous. So, all right, song number three. Here we go. We'll By Metallica, "Sethro." I forgot how good that song is. Forgot?
0: Yeah, you and me, you and me both. And that was like—I think that was the hardest one for me to choose—is because Metallica is one of those bands that I knew I needed to have in my top ten. Uh huh. But again, it's like, in, for me, it's like, what Metallica song do I choose? Like, I don't think they've ever made a bad song. <laughs> and I was, I was going back and forth, and I almost chose. Um, do you, did you ever hear "Bleeding Me"? Or do you remember that song? No, Bleeding I Me? don't.
2: No, I don't. It was
0: it was off. Uh, they had the load and then reload album. Yep. I think it was off reload. But, yep. but anyway, uh, I was really close to going with "Bleeding Me," and I forgot how good Fade to Black was. Yep. I was in the. This was like two weeks ago. I was actually in the gym with AP, and that song came on, <laughs> and he was like, "Dude, what's?" He's like, "Dude, what song is this?" And all of a sudden, I'm like, that's it. That's what I'm shooting. I really <laughs> forgot how
2: good it was. I actually, It's kind of like, it, it, that's one of their oldest ones that so I've oh yeah. forgotten about. Yeah, I, I I honestly got more into Metallica with the Black Album, Enter Sandman and all that. And I knew some of their yeah, older yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew some of their older stuff, and I went back a little bit here and there and listened to it. And honestly, I think their best song might be Hero of the Day. I love Hero of the Day. Which was on uh, load. It, it's on load, I think. It was on load.
0: It was on load. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you ever hear their uh, Garage Inc? It's all the covers?
2: Yeah, I have I have a Stone Cold Crazy and something else yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Their, their covers, I love Turn the Page, the cover of that. That's and then, it, uh, yeah. Sabra
0: Kadabra. Yeah. Uh, they even covered Tuesday's Gone, actually. Like, all their covers, like, I don't know, I would just think Metallica covering any band is just I don't. Know, I think it wouldn't sound that good, but they killed it, man. That whole album is amazing. Yeah. But obviously, I couldn't. I couldn't choose one of them. It's not an original,
2: you know. Yeah. And I was saying to Wharton, uh, I said to Wharton that I had. Um, uh, I, I think I, I bought something off their new newest one. It's pretty good. Like he's like, nah, they kind of lost me, and I think they lost a lot of people. But I have a couple singles off their last one, and, and I like them both. I'm like, yeah, these guys are good. The one. Yeah, they just came out the one in what 2016, right? Yeah. It wasn't this year. Yep. No, 16 yeah, or 17. Yeah. I, it was six. It was 16.
0: Yeah. I've only heard I think two songs off of it, um, but I like them. I mean, I don't. They didn't lose me. I mean, I don't think Metallica could ever, ever lose me. They're so influential, man. Like I love that band. Yeah,
2: Hardwired. Hardwired is the song. It's off Hardwired Self Destruct. Yep. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah and um, before that was there was a while like Death Magnetic back in like 08 I think.
2: Yeah, which again I have a Death Magnetic song too. I have uh one of the one of the main signals singles so. Um, the un- the unforgiven 3, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they made they made a third one.
2: Uh all right, let's go um let's go into your next one. Here we go. And uh this was the one we couldn't find on anything but YouTube. This
3: is my niggas in the fourth quarter. Watching that clock tick. Yeah, he said. At what point do you start seeing bread? Been out hustling for years. Shoebox right under my bed. I moved to work out my mama's house. Got me a little old crib. I always fantasize if I had went to college instead. Would I be happily married instead of broken, unwed? My nigga made a major move. I said I hope for the best. I told my sister as I kissed the cheek, I'm better off dead. Cause fucking with this white, it's all been downhill like a sled. Now listen, I understand they say you make your own bed, but tell me who supplied these sheets with this cheap ass thread. In denial about the feds, he can't see past bread. And I do exactly what the man in the ski mask says, okay? These are the times, survival my only crime. I gotta be on my grind, a lot of my homies gone. Inside of me, Lord, I know it's a lie that we gon' be fine. But mama, I'm tired of crying. just lie I need one more time, cause it's crunch time. Yeah. Cause it's crunch time. Shit, real man, and nigga got bills, dog. It's crunch time. It's crunch time.
2: It's a J. Cole crunch time, Rerrick. Yeah, that's a big switch up from Metallica, isn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a bit.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I really do enjoy a lot of different Genres of music, uh-huh. um, but like to me, Jay Cole, like I wouldn't even consider him a rapper. Like he's an actual artist. Like to me, like I, I do enjoy rap music, but it's got to be when someone's like painting painting a picture, like actually telling a story yeah. through their lyrics. It's not like the stuff you hear on the radio, is just like how much money they have, how many women they have, how much you know money they spend at the club, and you know, <laughs> there's you know, like so on and so forth. And to me, that's just that's garbage. But uh, J Cole is is an artist that I highly respect. Like all of his stuff, um, every album that he's done, like he literally made an album 2014 Forest Hills Drive from track one to the last track. It's actually telling his own life story oh, that's and, cool. through yeah. each song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He tells he tells a song or a story through each song, and then he came out with another album last year. Uh, and that tells one of his best friends growing up from track one to the last track it tells one of his best friends life stories and how he chose uh, a different path and kind of went the wrong the other way and ended up um, actually getting getting killed uh, oh, yeah. later on in his life but like the whole album was basically in memory of his friend and tells his story and like uh, what that guy does in his songs is just it's amazing you know he, he really is an artist and that song I had to shoot it was not also hard for me to Pick what's J. Cole song because I knew, I knew I wanted to have one rap song on there, and the only rapper that I actually look up to that much is J. Cole. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that that song kind of hit me. This I forget the years. It's been a few years now, but that song basically crunch times out about him second guessing himself if he has what it takes to make it, you know, in in music. And at the time when that came out, uh, I was second guessing like. For me at that time racing was kind of like I didn't have a plan past racing, you know, I don't really think many racers do. Yeah, yeah. So that song I I just kinda could relate to it at the time when it came out and and I was listening to it, I'm like, damn, this uh he you know, he's I can he's he's speaking the truth, you know, I can relate to it. So yeah. uh that's why I went with that one. But yeah, he's got a lot of amazing
2: songs. Absolutely. All right. The next one up for you. Uh, i I love the artist, but I would not have picked this song, Eric. I would not have got this one. <laughs> this would have been number thirty on the list of this artist's song. But let's. Uh, it's, your, <laughs> it's, your, it's your sound check. It's not mine. So here we go. <laughs>
3: She blew the boys away. Was more than they'd seen. I was introduced, and we both started grooving. She said, "I dig you, baby."
2: Dance Tom Petty, of course, really number 30. Matthew, dude, Tom Petty has he probably has 30, 29 better songs than that one. I'm okay with it. I don't, I but, mean, but, I'm I could definitely pick, I could tell you my top 30 Tom Petty songs. I'm not disagreeing that he has so many great songs, but that one, number 30, come on. I don't, maybe I'm exaggerating, but for sure, outside the top 10. Easy for me. What would your What would your number one Tom Petty? Do? Uh, probably Free Fallin'. Probably. Um, okay. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, don't do. I, I don't do I, me like that. Don't. Yeah. Don't do me like that. Like, again,
0: I don't think Tom Petty has made a bad song. So, I mean, I'll definitely ag-
2: agree with you. Don't you know, come he around here no more. Songs. Change of yep. heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever hear Honey Bee?
2: No, I never did hear much of that. No.
0: Honeybee is a really good song, and then you don't, uh, what's it? I think it's You Don't Know How It Feels. Oh, yeah. They're like a couple, of, they're, you know, overlooked, I think. Running
2: Down a, really a Dream, But Here Comes My Girl, Even The Losers. Refugee. Refugee. I mean, come on, Rarek. But hey, it's your sound check, bro. Yeah, I think that opening guitar
0: riff just gets me, and then also the, the harmonica. Like, there's yep. very few people in rock that have made harmonicas cool and Tom Petty's <laughs> one of them He pulled it off and uh, yeah. I just I don't know the, the opening guitar riff has kind of got like that southern twang yep uh, I'm a big big southern rock fan like that that yep. particular genre and I don't know that song I mean yeah I could listen to Tom Petty all day but that one song kind of, for me, it sticks out a little bit. So, you, yeah, had to had to give it the nod.
2: Do you think if we did a sound check with Filthy, his number one song would be "Even the Losers Get Lucky" sometimes? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Probably. Uh, probably right. Uh, all right, here we go. Song number uh, six already. So, uh, Seth Rarick, sound check. Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, here we go. (音楽) Thank you. Skinner, uh, Osborne was the only other guy to go with Skinner, and he had f- the old standby Freebird. God, that song never gets old. <laughs> That's good. It's a good song, yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, it is so good, and uh, just the, the message behind it, like the everything that song uh, is about, I feel like just, I don't know, I just can relate to it so well, man. And if you don't like that song, I really think there's something wrong with you. That's just like an <laughs> all-American <laughs> tune. It really is. Uh,
2: so no ne- and, uh, no kneeling for Simple Man. No kneeling. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Hell no. no. Yeah, yeah, not nope, nope, no nope. kneeling. It's good. Yeah, we stand tall. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's
2: uh I'm not a Skinner guy at all, but uh nothing wrong with that song at all, man. It's solid for sure.
0: Yeah, that that's that's the thing. I think even if you're not a Skinner guy, it's like that song you have to like and then I mean also also Freebird, I mean yep. Freebird is a really good song. It's hard not to like that one, but for me, Simple Man Tops, it just, just the lyrics, man, the message behind it is like, that's, you know everything he describes in that song is like it's kind of how I try to live my life so yeah, do you, yeah I just uh, it, it's a really good one
2: Do you have a lot of Skinner or, or are you just a fan of the two songs we just talked about or do you have a ton of it and you listen to all no, of it
0: No No I listen to all of it yep. man. like I said I'm a big Southern rock fan Yep um, so I actually I actually listen to all of it. I like all their stuff Saturday night special give me back my bullets uh, give me three steps like I think uh they had a lot of good music in a short amount of time, like I actually watched a documentary on them not that long ago uh-huh. and I didn't realize how short I didn't realize how short their career was before the plane crash. yeah, yeah uh, I know they've came out with you know new a lot of new stuff since then, but it's just not not with those original core members you know and uh sure it was amazing how successful they were in a short amount of time and but I think it was uh. I think it was four albums released right before the before the plane crash or four or five albums but yep. almost every song off those albums were or was a hit you know it's it's kind of and what they did in that amount of time i don't think will ever be matched especially these days when album sales aren't even important you know
2: yeah no absolutely yeah it's such a weird industry right now you make your money by touring and selling singles and that's why you see all these bands just gonna they're gonna tour till they're 80 years old they're all gonna do it you know yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, all right, Fly yeah. Racing racer x sound check with Seth rarick Uh that is 6 down, 4 to go. Uh listen to this commercial from Race Tech Suspension. Use the code america 17 to save at Race Tech and with suspension and engines. I mean, just get your oil changed if nothing else, right rarick I mean, maybe you don't need a reval, but god, you can get your oil changed, people. I mean, really? Like, yeah, at the very least. I mean, come on, come on. And also, too, Michelin Starcross Five stick to the track like glue with Starcross Fives. Listen to this commercial. We'll be right back with more Seth Rarick Soundcheck. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX seventeen when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech.
1: Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp Mix Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show, listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications.
3: Yeah, you like that?
1: In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin StarCross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows...
0: Easier mounting, is always a good feature.
1: If you're riding on Michelin StarCross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No,
0: no,
3: no, 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 no.
1: Encourage them to try a set of Michelin StarCross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin StarCross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. Work for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at MichelinMotorcycle.
2: And we're back. Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks to the folks at Alpine Stars, and uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. And uh, the next up for sound uh, Soundcheck is the band he talked about at the beginning of the show. Let's uh, let's give these guys a listen. Here we go. To the f- Is Whiskey Myers' "Strange Dreams"? Its genre is country, Rarick, but that's that hardly sounds like country to me.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of their heaviest songs. They have that song, and then another one called "Lightning" that's very, very much guitar-driven like that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I I wouldn't really consider them country. They'd be they'd be southern rock to me. And I know that song is you know like I said one of their heaviest. Yep. Um, but if you hear their other stuff, it's really like a New Age Skinner. That's that's really uh, what they are, um, and yeah, they're, they're full southern rock in my opinion, and uh, yeah, like I said, man, Alive, they blew me away. Like they're they sound better live than they do yeah.
2: um, on record. It's, they they it's, were they
0: were that good.
2: It's a muddy kind of mix. This song, it's right like right now, it's a muddy mix, which which adds to it, but it's a little different that they're doing it.
0: No, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's really different. They have some other stuff like. It was actually hard for me to pick one of their songs as well. Like, um, they have a song called Hank, one called Mud, that's very, very, very like, uh, like bluesy kind of. It's like okay. blues slash country slash rock. It's, it's kind of all over the map, but um, yeah, they're a really, really good band. And I, they have a really big following in Texas. And, you know, all through those southern states, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, even over like last year, I spent a good bit of time in North Carolina. And they're actually, yep. they're, they're pretty well known all through those southern states. Um, and I, they, they're doing a lot of touring. So I think right. they're getting more and more known everywhere. But I'm telling you, man, they were unbelievable live. They just blew me away. I, I can't even begin to explain how good they were.
2: Man, just seeing bands in small venues is just, it just fucking rules. Like, I mean, I, I said this another time, yeah. check, like, I saw U2, you know, massive stadiums, and I loved it, it was great, they did an awesome job, but you just can't compare it to the small club that we saw Cornell in, or we see a no, tragically no, the, yeah. The, the, smaller, just...
0: the smaller venues makes it so much better, and that's, I think that's part of the reason why I was so blown away, because this was such a small venue I saw them in, but, yep. Um, they just, you know, they were electric on stage, man. And they just, they did not stop. Just one song to the next, to the next, to the next, and they just kept going. And yeah. and they even actually did a, they did a cover of uh, Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. Oh, really?
2: Okay. That yeah. was
0: yeah, that was really, really good. And um, cool. yeah, they, they were they were phenomenal, man. So. Um, yeah, I hope I hope they get bigger, you know, and keep keep making music. Because I've got all their I think they've got came out with three albums, uh-huh. and I've gotten all of them, and all of them are unbelievable. They, they do have some slower, more
2: country style stuff, which I'm cool with that too. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like I said, I listen to pretty much everything. So right, right. they're uh, they're really good. All right, next up for you is uh, a popular song. We've seen this in about uh, 600 Martin Scorsese movies, but here we go. <laughs> it's good. And that is A Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones, of course. And uh, like I said, it's been in a ton of movies. It's a good song, Rerick. I was going to say, have you seen The Departed? Yes, yes. That's what that song makes you
0: think of, man. But, um, uh, yeah, on top of that, I mean, that song is timeless. That's another one of those songs where, like, if you don't like it, you know, what's wrong with you? How do you not like that song? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, quick story behind that. um, Like, I was... I grew up, like, a huge musical influence on me was uh, was my dad, and uh-huh. he loved The Stones. Like, The Stones, I think, were his favorite band, and he's a huge Black Sabbath fan, and Led Zeppelin, and, like, all, you know, way, way, way back. Um, so I had, like, a lot of classic rock influence as a young kid, but The Stones, I never realized how good they were. I never really got too into them. You know, I obviously heard that song in a bunch of movies and stuff, but I always that song kind of always really stuck out to me. I always, as a little kid, remember liking that song, but it wasn't until, um, I don't remember how long ago, but the stones did their 50th anniversary tour. Uh huh. And, um, I don't remember where the, the venue was or anything, but my dad was such a fan of them. He actually got like some of the concerts they did. You could buy them like pay-per-view and like they filmed them live and everything. And uh, he did that. This was, I mean, this was a while ago, but yeah. I remember like coming home. I'm coming home at night like walking in. Literally, my living room was a freaking concert. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to miss this. this. You know, yeah. Stone's playing, play, I don't know, playing somewhere. And, uh, they played that song and then the 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 woman's part when she comes in. Yeah, um, you know it's just a kiss away that part. Yep. Uh, actually, Lady Ga- Lady Gaga performed that, and her and Mick Jagger up there on stage, like going you know back and forth, and then Keith Richards was on the guitar. And I remember watching that, and I was like, oh my god, like these guys are, you know, they're 're 60s or what are they? Maybe yeah, 70s. 70s. Now, and yeah. They're still. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember watching that, and they're like, wow, they're still rocking that hard. You know, like, I think Mick Jagger had more energy than Lady Gaga on stage. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just watching that, and I, I was blown away. And like I said, that song always stuck out to me. There are uh, quite a few other Stone songs I've gotten into recently, but that one definitely yeah. was always my favorite. And then that, I remember seeing that, watching them, I know it was just on TV, but yeah, yeah. in concert, watching them perform with Gaga, and I was like, yeah. Dude, these guys really are—they're timeless, you know. Like, yeah, you know, they're unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, my favorite is "Symphony for the Devil." Symphony for the Devil, I should say, or "Sympathy." Yeah yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, no, sy-
0: sympathy, sympathy for the devil. Yeah, it? that's it. Yep. there's like a there's a weird story behind that.
2: I, I know. Yeah, it was kind of I don't know. They say the studio caught on fire or something, or they were recording it. I don't know. It's it's it was right after the uh, the '69 concert where those people died. Or or it was either recorded yeah. right before or right after where those people I, I got can't. trampled to death or, or the Hell's Angels right. killed that's, some
0: that, people. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. When he was performing the people got trampled and he was Mick Mick Jagger said he was never going to perform again or yeah, something. Yeah, something
2: like that. But but, but of it's course really weird.
0: there's a do. lot of like there's a lot of conspiracy theories with like stairway to heaven, they say he playing backwards, it backwards. <laughs> I don't know. There's
2: <laughs> there's so many conspiracy theories of songs back then, you yeah. know. But uh, who knows. All right, next up for Seth Rarick, here we go. Uh Canadian, by the way.
3: old man look at my life I'm a lot like you were old man look at my life I'm a lot like you Look at my life, 24 and there's so much more Live alone in a paradise that makes me think of two Love lost, such a cost Give me things that don't get lost Like a coin that won't get tossed Rolling home to you
2: It's uh, "Old Man" by Neil Young, Canadian. Neil Young.
0: Yep. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um. That song really. Uh, really sticks with me. Um. Not to. Not to bring the mood down or anything, but I mean, I like Neil. I've always, I've always liked Neil Young, actually, but yep. I never was like too, too much into him, and. Uh, This was over a year ago, a year and a few months ago. I was actually driving from New York out to California. Uh, I brought my buddy with me, and uh, you know how those long drives are, you're just like, you know, searching for stuff. So anyway, um, me and him, we have a very similar taste in music. We're like in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, and we came across like a Neil Young playlist. We were just searching like old classic stuff, you know? Yeah. And we came across a Neil Young playlist, and... Um, we just started jamming Neil Young and like that song and Heart of Gold and Ohio and all these all these yeah. songs. And uh we jammed Neil Young for like an hour and I I knew like I knew my dad was again, like I said, he was a big musical influence on me. I I knew he was a huge Neil Young fan, so I remember like it was the middle of night, you know, when we were doing this listening to Neil Young and I remember like next morning came and uh, I was so bored. I called my dad and like I was just told him like, "Hey, we are listening to Neil Young." I'm like, I didn't realize how good he was, and yeah. he was ecstatic. He was ecstatic. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah, I was so yeah, and I was so hyped on Neil Young. And, yeah, yeah. We literally like we spent we had probably we an hour of conversation talking about <laughs> Neil Young, you know, and then uh, not not to you know be yeah. like sad or anything, right? That was one of the last vivid uh, the last vivid conversations or vivid memories I have of talking to them. I ended up losing my dad a few weeks after that.
2: Oh really and, um, yeah, just I, I know that, I know he passed away. I didn't know it was that short like like around that time. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a few weeks after that and that was obviously I spoke to him after that, but that yeah. was one of the last things that sticks out in my head is like we we spent a long time talking about Neil Young and that song has a lot of parallels. It was opening line, twenty uh, twenty four and there's so much more and yeah. I was twenty four, you know, he passed. So right, right. uh like I said, I was I was into Neil Young before that and then uh, that just, yeah, yeah, hit me really hard, man. So, like, that song particularly, just obviously what the song's about and stuff, it yeah. really sticks with me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I like a lot of Neil Young, but definitely had to pick that yeah. one just because the, the meaning is so deep for me, you know?
2: You'll always think of him when you hear that song for the rest of your life, you know what Al- I
0: mean? Always, yeah. always. Never. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any Neil Young song for that for yeah. that matter, but right. definitely definitely that one that's, you know that's so. awesome he was um, stoked yeah, that
2: was, that's awesome that he was stoked for you though he was so excited
0: <laughs> that oh you, like, he was you know, stoked him. i mean yeah he yeah, yeah I, I grew up listening to all that stuff, you know, but right. again, I didn't. It's like like I've said before, like the older I get, it's like the further backwards I'm going in my music. It's, it's <laughs> kind of funny how that works. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to be in the Beatles. you would be like, dude, I yeah. checked out the Beatles. No, I, I do. I, <laughs> I, I, I do like the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Come Together, that's my
2: favorite Beatles song. Right, right. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> you're like Benjamin Button with music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: No, yeah, that's, that's funny how that works. That's what the beauty of music is, and that's why. I love music, and I wanted to do this set of pods because it just takes you back. It makes you remember. I remember family trips, racing, uh, motos, particular motos, particular vehicles, girlfriends, whatever it is, man. Music is is so awesome for that, you know?
0: Oh, it takes you right back to a certain place in time. And, like, my memory, my everyday average memory is really not that good. But uh, (laughs) songs can trigger, like, I can tell you, you know, write down the, what the weather was like outside that day. You yeah, know? it's yeah. crazy how how music does that. But uh, yeah, pretty much every song I've had so far on this list, I can I can tell you where it was when I, my, maybe not when I first heard it, but when it what, stuck what, with me. Yeah, when it, when
2: it made a memory for you, for sure. All right, exactly. Last one on the Fly Racing Racer X. Uh, party. yeah, yeah, yeah. How it goes, already, huh? goes fast, man. Went fast. All right, here we go. By the Offspring, I think Osborne picked this. Also, somebody did. Um, I know AC? for sure. Uh, AC maybe.
0: I know Blair did. Uh Daniel Blair. Picked oh, it for okay. Sure. Then it's Daniel Blair. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know if anyone else did, but uh, yeah, I know Blair did. It. And yes, yeah, same thing with Offspring, man. Like that is just '90s moto to the core. Right, 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 right. I mean, every Terra Firma video. Um, you know, Crusty Demons video. Everything is—they all had an Offspring song in them, <laughs> and th- that was another band that influenced me huge growing up. You know, like I love the Offspring, and it was—it was hard to choose which Offspring song, but that one I feel like is the meaning is a little deeper than most Offspring songs. And uh, it's kind of funny. I a good friend of mine back home. Like I've never met anyone in my life that does not like the Offspring. I've yeah, met met anyone. And my good friend. Yeah. You're right. uh, A You're good right. friend of mine back home, yeah, a good friend of mine back home, like, always says how he doesn't like the offspring, how they're overrated and blah, 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 except for one song, and that's <laughs> gone away. Like, he, you can't not like it, you know, it's just, uh, it's really good, but I almost went with The Meaning of Life, uh, that just reminds me of the, I think it was Edgar Torinteris and
2: one of the terra firmas, like,
0: that, <laughs> that segment, but... Uh, yeah I chose yeah. Uh, I, cho- I chose going away just just for the meetings, a little deeper you know
2: having said that Rarick you're such a fan of 90s I'm surprised you didn't go with some lag wagon or strung out or something like that you know
0: yeah I you know what I never got too into the punk scene okay though. all right um it's kind of like for me like I I do go more into punk than the offspring yep but for me for me like early offspring they're a lot more punk style but yep that's kind of the most you know, with exception of a few, that's kind of the most yeah. I go into the punk scene, and then same with like the heavy, heavy stuff, like the heavy metal. I would say Metallica is, is probably the heaviest I go. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, everything, everything I have is kind of in between. Uh, don't. Everything I like, I should. Say, don't listen to, is in to that. don't
2: listen to Lars's sound check then.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I will, I will go heavier than Metallica. Like, like I right. with exception of a few. Yeah. But i once it, once it gets into like the screamo stuff, is where it kind of loses me.
3: Right. You know? But
2: yeah. I, uh, uh, I, but yeah. I, Way uh, Way came out a commercial on the Pulp Show on Monday with some strung out and I'm like, Man, I forgot how good it is. Like it's it just takes me it takes me back to not that I was like, you know, but I was around in the nineties wrenching, you know, when I started in ninety six and and right. everyone was listening to Strung Out and Lagwagon and, and everything No Effects and everything else. Everyone was listening to that stuff back then in the pits, you know. So it just takes me yeah. back way back when, you know. So
0: why am I having such a brain fart right now? Um, I'm, I I sound like such an idiot because I can't think of the band. But the F Authority
2: kill minority. What what <laughs> band is that? I think that's No Effects. I don't I don't know for sure. No 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 nope. no no. It's uh, when I thought it was. Uh, oh, who, uh, I don't know. Then I don't know.
0: That's like one punk band I really did get into. I really liked, but Dead Kennedys sound or something. Like, I feel like an idiot. Dead Kennedys or something. Nope no. No, I, I I do like some Dead Kennedy stuff. Yeah, uh, I just feel like such an idiot because I can't think of the name of the band. As soon as we're
2: off the phone, I'll think. And someone will too. tweet. Don't worry, but, someone will tweet us too. As soon as soon as, as soon as this comes. Yeah, out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, that's another that's another band that's in like countless moto videos. Yeah, and, and I I really did get into them, but um, yeah, yeah they they kind of fell off. And also like um. Uh, Rise Against. Well, actually, you didn't know who Rise Against was. No, Blair chose a Rise Against song in his
2: podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I I, I, I do know who they are, but I never really. I've heard Rise Against, and I've been like, that's a good song, but I never knew who they. It was sung by Rise Against. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know they're not. They're not like
0: full punk, but I love Rise Against. To yep. be honest with you, that would that would probably would have been. Well, I would have picked a Rise Against song in my top in my top twenty. I'd have put it in there.
2: Yeah, you would have put it in but, there.
0: But uh, yeah, yeah I, I never got like. Too much into punk. I really didn't.
2: Yeah, you were uh, you were too much of a fan, Seth Rowe, to ever be that good at moto. I mean, don't get me wrong; you were a great rider, but you could never be elite because you, you you're so much into these dudes and like growing up and following the sport so much. You know, like. <laughs> uh yeah, that, that's that's true to an extent, but it's all it's all the old guys, though. True. Like, yeah. I don't really have anyone. But don't you? no one like that now. But, you know what I mean? No, but don't you feel like? These these really really elite guys and you're you're around them and I've been around them. They don't know anything about these old videos and guys and riders. And... No, they do they they do no research. They know no history. <laughs> right, it's
0: crazy to me. I'm know. like, what did you kids do growing up? <laughs> right, like for I don't me, know. for me like my life growing up was motocross, music, and then the only other sport I really was into. I'm a big football fan. Yeah, but yeah. outside of that, it's like, dude, like that. Those are my interests. You yeah. know what I mean. So I like. <laughs> I researched. I watched. And I listened. And you know now, I don't know if it's helped me or hurt me. But today I do know a lot of stuff about. I, I know a lot of pointless stuff. Let's yes, it that way. yes. Uh, I can. I can. I can bench trace with the best of them. You can. You can. But, I can. I yeah. can vouch
2: for that. Yeah. I'm. I'm the same way. I know a lot of useless stuff. You want to talk about hockey? I got hockey covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of these
0: kids, you know, they don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. they know oh. no history of moto oh. and, and especially music's pretty bad. Like um, Brandon Hartraff, uh, he's he'll be racing East Coast, and uh-huh. he's living with us. He's living with us right now out here. Well, like the first week he was here, uh, I forget what song it was, but a Nirvana song came on. Dude, he didn't know who Nirvana was. That's I'm like that's I'm unbelievable. Like, what? What, what what country are you from? Like, are you mm, kidding
2: me? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I <laughs> yeah, don't know what re- else to say. It really is. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, right. what do you guys do? Well, oh, man, that was fun. Thank you for doing it. Appreciate it. I think people will dig it. Uh, it's it's not as gnarly as Lars, but it's way harder than Chris Kiefer's list. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Kiefer was soft, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was soft. I thought he was. I thought he was going to start did, crying at some point. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I know. I did. Uh, I did like like I was. A, I would say. Three or four of his songs I was a big fan of, and the rest of them, yeah, he kind of lost me. But then he he did bring me back though with a, I think it was that Lifehouse song. I I'm not gonna lie, I did not like the song at all. But the story behind it, right? Once right. he told the story behind it, I totally got him. You were okay, in, Chris, yeah, you, know, yeah. you get a mull- get
2: a mulligan for that one.
0: <laughs> I'm with you, man.
2: But that's all right. That's why they're awesome. Uh, that's, that's why these are great. You know. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm uh, going desert riding with Chris uh, Sunday morning. So.
2: Oh, I, uh, I have to give them a hard time. I was supposed to do that, but I'm gone on vacation. But I was in until I was gone on vacation. But uh, it sounds it sounds fun. So, yeah, I don't really know who all is going, but I'm sure it'll be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome, man. Well, Seth Rarick, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, good luck this year with all your clients you have, Aaron Pleasanture and and Brad Taft, and all these other dudes. Um, you're working with Gareth Swanapole there. So, um, yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for doing this, and we will see you at the races sound good man yeah we'll see you in a couple of weeks and i hope you have a good christmas you too thanks man
0: all right thanks steve
1: thanks for listening to the fly racing steve mathis show
0: There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a
2: when I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike, you're not beating Roger, are you crazy? They're not doing it.
1: If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in the days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money.
0: The working-class hero, Doug Henry.